What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle car! Baby Habes! I got a good feeling, John. I think it's going to be a good weekend. You do? Yeah, I'll tell you why. Why is that? Last Friday, as you know, I got pizza from our friends, from our buddy Matt at Pink Onion. I love cold pizza out of the fridge for several days after. I had two pizzas. I had plenty of pizza. Yeah. Uh, as of Tuesday, the last slice had been eaten. There was no more leftover pizza. And Would then, you get an extra large? I got two. Well, we got two pizzas. It's just a lot, gotcha. of, a lot of pizza. And then... This morning, I open up the fridge, and in the back of the fridge, there's one slice left in a Ziploc bag. It's like a sleeper cell. You never even knew it was exactly. there. Exactly. You get to eat it. It's <laughs> yeah. like a Hanukkah miracle. We had enough that oil is- for one night, and it lasted eight. <laughs> that, is a, that, is a, that is a great find. This is did, why, as you know. Did you eat it? Of course I ate it. For, I ate it before eight o'clock. Yeah, I like I like your move. And when when and I think probably women don't understand this about men as much. Like, why do you? Oh, it feels like it's a man thing that you just open the fridge all the time, even though you know what's in there. It's yeah. because we're hoping that one day we'll find a slice in the back of the fridge. And, you yeah, know, it's an inspiring thing. So I hope to inspire all of you. You hit the jackpot. That is a good point. <laughs> I go to the fridge. I, I don't even know how many times a day, and I just look. And I, you're right. I can name everything I, you think. Ne- right. You never know. Pizza in the back. You're like, holy hell! <laughs> I hit, I hit gold. It's like when you hit a bad shot on a par three and you can't find the ball, so you walk over and check the hole just in case. Yeah, <laughs> it's never there. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't think that went out of bounds, even though you like heard it hit the, you heard it hit the house. Let me check. Like, I think it's still in, guys. How about when you're the one? This always happens to me. When you're the one looking 20 yards up and everyone else is like, no, nah, I think you're further back here. It's like, oh, are you sure? I thought I crossed up here. <laughs> yeah. I got good contact. Hit it flush. You yeah, know let me guys? just drive up there. I always win. say, and th- this is true. I'm like, you know, I don't have great eyesight. I couldn't tell what it, tree it went by. You know, I, I think it went this tree. I never know. I'm awful at it. That's why I just are, give are up. The, uh, 
Is the pizza? We got a big announcement here. Haberman, Fox Sports One, San Jose State. Big game this week, New guys. Mexico, you ready? Four o'clock Pacific, everybody. FS1. FS1. Yep. Primetime national television. Mm-hmm. Just a blue collar podcaster here. Yeah, national television. Uh, big time, man. Yep. I'll, I, I, my uh, first touchdown call will be promo code ham. I was thinking. You know the guy, the running back coach that used to do uh, dance with MC Hammer? Yeah, Alonzo, Alonzo Carter. Carter. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know I, I met him a couple years back. Nice guy. Where'd you meet him? He was, I was there at like ABC 10 in San Francisco. Yeah. I think it was around the draft, maybe. It was, maybe it was something NFL, it might have been a Monday night show, and he was, oh, he was there to promote the season. So it might have been like uh, the last preseason game or something, and they sent him in. He was he on does there, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, he does. He's good MC Hammer dancer. I think he's their Bay Area recruiter. You yeah, know, he knows Oakland yeah. really well. He coached at McClyman's, won state, won league titles. Yeah, uh, and he like he did this uh, like West Coast. He had this. He was doing these Zoom sessions in COVID with 500, 600 coaches on it a week. It was like minority. I, I it was called. I didn't know that West Coast Zoom clinic, and it was mostly. Yeah. For, it was for minority coaches, but anyone was welcome. I got. I, got, I mean, I got a small. Speakers. I got a very, very, and I know you do too soft spot for this conference, which yeah. used to be the WAC, has basically morphed into the Mountain West. Right. San Jose State, Fresno State, little rivalry. Rocky New Long. Mexico, been to the New Mexico Bowl multiple times. Multiple times. <laughs> uh, Boise, you know, is always <laughs> like the Patriots of the division. Uh, Nevada, just every once in a while, they can just be like a top 20 team. Be like, well, shit, they're good. Well, right? we were you and I like talking about, we've been talking about this quarterback, Zach Wilson at BYU. I've seen you tweeting yeah. about him for a while. Uh, they used to be in the Mountain West whack way back in the day. They, they were they the were whack, in the whack yeah. way yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we were talking about how the how BYU hasn't played really anybody yet because they're what are they six and zero? Yeah, but just so, they already played six games, <laughs> and they had Insane. one canceled too. Yeah, um, that's crazy, but but just to hammer home for people how much of like Mountain West, just West Coast whack football truthers we are we look you and i looked at the schedule like oh they play boise state that'll be the game where he proves he's a pro yeah i think uh did i ask bruce feldman when he came on with us if there was any chance they can make the playoffs he said probably not right just because their schedule though yeah, i don't think if this can. guy's in the heisman trophy I, you could throw him in I, i'd be good because they actually might be if they played a better schedule maybe not undefeated but they clearly have a bunch of nfl guys every year right they, yeah. they are not like if they were to beat Boise by a couple touchdowns, I think it's fair to say they are a legitimate, maybe not national championship contender, but like, you know, a top 15 team, right? If they have a, well, they a might, first what are they right now? 11 or something like that? They're top yeah. 15 right now. A little I think. skewed. I mean, we got, uh, we got one conference hasn't started, another one just one game in. So Ohio uh, State's ranked third in the nation, <laughs> which feels low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You they'll know? finish higher than that. Who's, who's two? Uh, Georgia? I think or, oh, Clemson Alabama and Alabama are one Alabama and two in some lost. combination, yeah. Podcast brought to you by Ease.com, promo code HAM. Ease.com, promo code HAM, or if you're a returning user, HAM10. Yep. E-A-Z-E.com, edibles, pre-rolls, vapes, friends topicals. Uh, they have it all. They have it all. Check it out. Ease.com, promo code HAM. First time users, $20 off, purchase $50 or more. Ham 10, whatever you buy, a little 10% haircut. I can't recommend it enough. California, number one cannabis delivery operation in the in America, but definitely number one in the state of California. So from Northern California, Southern California, the Central Coast to the Central Valley, they got you covered. Yeah. And remember, this is uh this is we're in the future now, John. 
This is not uh, by the dumpster at the Taco Bell. This is no. real business. So you got to be they pull right up to your house, and you can wave at your neighbors. You, you, you know, they, they hand you the bag. It's yeah. a nice bag, nicely packaged, in, in and you the, wave back. And you go legal in the light of day. Just got to be yep. twenty one or over because it's all legit. Twenty one or over, uh, verified online. You get verified online in minutes, and then you start browsing, and then you start buying. We appreciate you're the saying the day and age of like meet me at the Oaks apartment complex, 17th stall in the back, not under the light. Only cash, $25. See you there. Be square. I'll be on the park bench. Don't look me in the eye. Keep an eye out for the feds and the Favo. It's like, guys, we're just, uh, you're just handing me a couple of edibles. Speaking That's of, not uh, the case anymore, though. Speaking of deliveries, John, how about Drizzly? D-R-I-Z-L-Y. One Z Drizzly. This weekend. You got, yep. You got the app. I got the app. You're home with your buddies. Uh, just download the app. It's alcohol delivery. You've been drinking. You don't want to go to the store. You don't want to go to BevMo. I got BevMo right down the street from my house. Well, if I've been drinking, I can't get in my car and go there. I don't want to pay an Uber to take me there. I just press the app. Uh, over $30. I get myself a discount with promo code HAM. Download the Drizzly app. D-R-I-Z-L-Y. D-R-I-Z-L-Y. Just download the app. Alcohol delivery. They, they're partners with BevMo. So basically, I mean, there's not a any alcohol that's there that you can't have access to. So whatever you're in the mood for, 12 packs, White Claws, vodka, tequila, whiskey, you name it, they got it. Late for a party? Well, I guess you're probably not. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to have the nice whiskey you didn't pick up on the way delivered, that'd be a dramatic way. Exactly. So keep My that in the back your of your dog. brain. <laughs> 10 bucks off with the promo code ham drizzly app. By the way, for like a full in-depth breakdown, we did some YouTube videos and a full podcast on just the Seahawks Niners game because it's such a big game. The 49ers, uh, as of recording this, John, are three-point underdogs. They're getting three points. If they win, and I and I and I do think there's a difference, right, between excuses and just the facts of the matter, right? To say the Niners have been hit hard by injury is a fact. Everybody has been affected by covid and injury the 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 uh, patriots had been like everybody it's just part of the deal the seahawks backfield is ravaged by injury they're down to their fourth running back i don't think marshawn has shown up yet but i'm still holding up hope but the fact is if if the 49ers win this game kyle shanahan will have beaten sean McVay, bill belichick pete carroll in successive weeks with far less than a full deck yeah, I mean, I I think what he has done this year, I saw a stat, it got <clears throat> tweeted into my timeline the other day that the Niners led the league with, I think, $55 million on injured reserve. Wow. And th- there's just no disputing that when Bosa goes down, when Mozart goes down, when Tevin Coleman has been MIA forever because he's gone down, when Tart, when... Sherman, uh, K1 yeah, Williams. Rich, it's like, how, how many guys... Like the, the the core of your team. I mean, Solomon Thomas was a rotational defensive lineman for one Kittle of the best defenses out. in the league. It, Debo has a hamstring now. Like it is, it's not nothing. Like, listen, the Cowboys are playing like shit, but they're playing with Billy Danucci. I think his name is Ben Danucci. You know, it's like you eventually get to the point where it's really impressive what you're overcoming. It's why I gave Belichick some credit when he was playing with a bunch of nobodies and winning some games and just staying in the game. Or when he held the Chiefs to six points at halftime when his whole team, you know, multiple players got corona and Cam Newton wasn't playing. Like, that, that is impressive. You beat these three coaches in a row, healthy or non-healthy, it's it's health. It's 
it's you tip your hat to the guy regardless, right? Yeah. That that's an incredible stretch just playing those three coaches. Especially when they're you're you're in like it does feel like for the 49ers, you're just in must-win territory every week, right? Given your division, you're four and three and you're in last place. Four well, they, wins. They, 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 you- the, the, the two games they blew, and they blew the Eagle game because of one guy, Nick Mullins, who shit the bed, you know, choke, shit the bed, however you want to describe it, through two of the worst interceptions you'll see all season in a game that the Eagles were undermanned too. And if you don't turn the ball over, you win the game. I, I think it's pretty fair to say. His two picks guy were, were just beyond atrocious. And then the Miami game, there wasn't any excuses. You just got the shit kicked out of you. Bad personnel move leaving the one guy at the practice squad, Brian, Brian Allen, Allen, out there. Regardless, but I think that if they had a decent corner out there, they'd probably lose no matter what. Like The Dolphins came to play. The Niners did not. And then the Niners, I, I think it's fair to say that that Dolphin game, like because the Eagle game is an NFL loss, right? You play really hard. The other team plays really hard. Your quarterback makes some devastating mistakes, but you go, shit, you know? Play here, play there, we win the game. The Dolphins game is one where you show up to work on Monday and you're kind of licking your wounds and the coaches make you look in the mirror. And they've come out the last two weeks with the urgency of a playoff team. Like, we're really good. We should beat the shit out of our opponents regardless who we're playing, and we've seen it. Now, this is a game with a team that's coming off a pretty devastating loss, right? Because I think they'd go, we were up 27-17 in the second half. Our quarterback, who's the MVP uh, leading candidate, throws two interceptions in the second half to kind of somewhat give the game away. And like this, you you don't want to lose two division games in a row. No, if you're it's them, the worst right? kind of loss to be playing a team off of, right? A loss where they are confident because they were dominant and they're pissed because they blew a 10-point lead with six minutes left. Like they didn't come out of that game questioning themselves. Yes, right. And they shouldn't, right? Their offense no, is they dynamic. They're just looking at, can we get a couple extra stops? I, I just, you know, we talked a lot about on that breakdown of in the Kyle Shanahan, Pete Carroll era, the last two years they've split both times. So that the Niners coaching staff has done a good job against Russell Wilson. I mean, two years ago, I think the first time they ever played, they lost a game 12 to nine. Yep. Uh, obviously, last year, week 17 was just a knockdown drag out but even that first game the monday night game the double or no such thing as double overtime in the nfl it felt like a double overtime the game went forever is that they they just have done a relatively good job against russell wilson relative to these other teams when you see him just going nuts like he hasn't had these five touchdown games against them whether that's the defense whether that's I don't know what it is because you would say he is used to seeing the Seattle defense, I don't know, his entire career. He's in practice. Yeah, but the Niners have had good players on defense. They have better players, yeah. Especially the pass rushers the last couple years that he's had to face, especially last year. Like you posted the video of the uh, DeForest Buckner touchdown. That was from the first game, right? Yeah. Uh, Where it kind of felt like the Seahawks were in position of – that that play saved the game for the night. Did well, you I mean, remember on that? Lost, I, I had but. thought, and I think I had verbalized it when we were talking about it before I went back and ripped the video. It's like, remember when they forced the fumble on Russell Wilson, picked the ball up and took it to the touchdown? I forgot that the offensive lineman like fell into his hands and he tried to take off and then yeah. they nailed it from yeah. his hands. Yep. That play was even crazier looking back on it. Yeah. But that's when you are you just when you play a good game, just crazy you have to have some stuff go your way. Right? Like, are when, you gonna have a no interception game from Russell Wilson this week? 
Guy, do you remember? I went back and watched the highlights from the last five minutes of that game. They got down to the goal line on a huge play with like 40 seconds left. They took a delay of game and it not, you remember that? And it was kind of crazy. Like Russell, it was just, I don't, I, it happened really fast for Seattle and it knocked them back because when they hit the play to get to like the two yard line with, you know, way less than, or way more than like 10 seconds, you're like, they got way too much. They're going to score. The delay of game gave the Niners life. Now they still ended up gaining some yards, but that going from two to like the 12 was probably one, I mean, did win the Niners the game. I I think it's fair to say if they play all four downs from the two yard line or the three yard, wherever they were, it was inside the five. Niners were in a world of hurt. The delay of game is probably one of the most underrated penalties of the Niners Super Bowl season. You remember that delay of game? I like, don't. Oh, who, who caught the deep ball? I don't think it was a deep ball. I I, I forget the play. I just got I, I started it on when the delay of game hit, and I'm like, I remember that delay of game now because it was crazy. It knocked them back, but there was like 35 to 40 seconds left. And then mm-hmm. they end up kicking the field goal. No, no, no. That that was end up being the green law. That was the end of the game. Oh, you're talking about the second game. I'm sorry. I'm talking week. I'm talking week seventeen. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. week seventeen. Okay. It was they, it was just a insane ending of the game. I mean, insane ending of the game. I had a, and then I when I posted that video, I had someone tweet at me that's like, bro, I'm a Seattle fan, and we play in so many batshit crazy games. <laughs> I had kind of forgot this individual play, and the play that I had posted was the Buckner play. Yeah. So it was way before the Week 17 game, and I was thinking they are right. If you are a Seattle fan, you're such a diehard fan. Because you know for those three hours, and he, whether you play the Falcons or whether you play the Niners or the Steelers, you're getting your money's worth. Do you think they're fan, the most right? entertaining team to be a fan of in the last decade? I don't even, I don't even think it's a cl- – I would say the only close second would be the Patriots, and that's more because they win so that's much. different, yeah. In terms but of I think Seattle consistently – they're basically the opposite of the Phillip River Chargers, right? The Chargers always lose that game. Yeah, that's exactly Seattle right. Always fucking wins that, but occasionally they, they do a good enough they job. Lose when, you, it. You know, when you go twelve and four every year, three of those four losses are Sunday night, and and you're just still really entertained, right? I, I think that's a lot of Pete. I think that's just Pete. Like that's Pete. Just like they played in some crazy games when he was at USC. Remember? Yeah. I mean the Rose Bowl. You think about some of the craziest games of the 2000s. Pete's been a Fresno part of State. a couple of them. The Rose Bowl, obviously the big Fresno State game in 06. The the uh, re- the, the replacement ref game that they played in. That was remember just insane. he remember he beat the Saints when he was seven and nine in the first round on the That's Marshawn right. Lynch run. Yep. Uh, he had the, the what do they call pick. that the the beast, the beast quake beast quake or whatever. Yeah. He had the he had the Malcolm Butler. I mean that's pick. one of the craziest games ever. He had the game where Russell Wilson threw four picks in the NFC Championship game, and they were getting their ass kicked by McCarthy, who kept kicking field goals in the red zone, and they ended up coming back when they fucked up the onside kick. How about every Niner game they played in with Harbaugh? I would say the the outlier of their run has been the Super Bowl against Peyton Manning when they won like sixty to seven. Yeah. That was like, wait, is this? I remember watching it and being like, this can't, this no, no. Wasn't no. the first was, snap of that game like over Peyton's head or something like that? Yep. It was like, oh it, god. It was crazy. And then remember, it was like, second half, maybe the Broncos get it back. I think Percy Harvin took it to the house. It was like, this thing's over. It was anyway, the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen. Get ready. That's what we're saying. Yeah. We don't know what we're going to see, but it's going to be good. Raiders, Browns, 
we talked about it a little bit that it does feel like the Raiders have given back. You know, they beat the Chiefs. You beat the Saints. And here you are. You're playing the Browns. It's a game you got to win. You lose the game. You're under 500. You're two and a half point underdogs in this game. As I told you at the beginning of the week, I like the Raiders this week. I think this is exactly the kind of game they win. But, uh, you know, I think there's there's plenty of reason for that to be a big question mark. I understand why. I wouldn't say I'm overly confident. I just, I do think they win this week. But you could argue they got to win this week from a couple different fronts, right? The math of the playoffs is one aspect that you've looked at. And the other aspect is the coaching matchup, the quarterback matchup. If the Browns were to week, win this weekend, to me, they'd basically be a shoe in because they're six and two. And at six and two, with some of their remaining games, they're going to end up at nine or 10 wins with a tiebreaker over the Raiders. So there would then just be one spot left. And hell, the Colts, who are four and two, play the Lions. So if they win that game, I think it's fair to say the Colts would be on pace for nine or 10 wins. Now, the Raiders still play the Colts late in the season. But if you go three and four, how do I take the Raiders seriously to beat the Chargers to split with Denver? You know, it just it gets a little more complicated. And you the, pay John, you pay John Gruden, you know, the astronomical amount of money, regardless of a hundred million, ten million dollars a year. You brought him back to get you to go to the playoffs pretty consistently, right? To become a credible franchise, to become a consistent franchise, and so far that just hasn't been the case. They've had little glimpses, right? They had that little stretch last year. I think they were like six and four. And they'd beat the Bears in London. It was like they kind of got their mojo. And then they went and got destroyed by the Chiefs. And then they ended up losing the Jaguars. And they ended up getting blown out by the Jets. It was like, same old Raiders. This year, they had little moments like against the the Saints opening the Vegas Stadium. Kind of kicked the shit out of them. You're like, damn. And then they kind of get their mojo. Then they beat the Chiefs. It was like, can this team play with the, the Bucks? And they kind of were. And then we look up and it's 45 to 20. Then all of a sudden, they got the Browns who for a minute on Sunday, it looked like the Bengals were going to beat them. They come back and win that game, kind of get their mojo back. And now you got Gruden against Kevin Stefanski. If I would have asked the casual football fan who Kevin Stefanski was two years ago, there's not a soul who could have told you outside of Minnesota. And most people in Minnesota, because you're the quarterback coach, three months, say it. three months ago. Yeah, maybe some fantasy people. He became the coordinator last year. They I just think if you, took, right. if you put his picture up in front of a casual football fan, they'd go, nice beard, but I don't know who that is. I, I'm with you. So... John, you're paying John Gruden. Like one thing, I don't expect him to beat the Chiefs. So when he does that, I give him credit. I I don't give you much credit for beating. Ke- like you should beat Kevin Stefanski, and I think it's fair to say if you're Mark Davis, you expect him to beat Kevin Stefanski. You've you've brought in whether they're good enough or not. Like John's been handpicking this fucking roster. He created it. Like we're not at year one. You know, like uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Some of these Joe Judge or Ron Rivera, like. I bet they're looking at 90% of their team like, I we got to get rid of these guys. Like, John, that's what John said year one. And you know what he did? He got rid of them all. And now he's got, he can complain about, Corey Littleton's not playing well enough. We need this guy, to, Cleveland Farrell, to step it up. Arden Key's got to become a pro. They're yours, John. Yours. And one thing we all agree on is their offensive weapons are really good. So you can, look at Seattle, guy. Their offense stinks. And they defense. overcome it. Now, Russell's a... Or, yeah, their defense stinks. Their offense overcomes it. And I'm not comparing Russell to Derek, but I'd say that their offensive weapons and Derek are good enough if Gruden's some fucking offensive genius to go 9-7, and 10-6, and six, right? But there are several other teams. Most of these good teams, 
Have you seen some of the stats on the Titans defense? It's not very good. Like you as a great coach should be able to overcome a pretty big weakness. If you're this offensive guru and it just, he has moments and then it doesn't like he has sneaky. I'll, I'll give you one guy been a little dependent. Like the reason they beat the chiefs was because the defense played well. The reason they beat the saints was because like their defense kind of played well against Drew Brees. If his defense doesn't play well, he doesn't just, you know, have these Russell Wilson 40 point games that often. And part of it is, as we've learned, and Raider fans, older Raider fans have told me over the last couple of years, like, bro, you're expecting this like Lincoln Riley type Cliff Kingsbury. He's a conservative kind of coach at nature. And you see a quote I saw Derek had, I think he talked on Wednesday, was like, you know, we're an aired out offense now. Are you? <laughs> you know, you have some moments like, I watch you and think sometimes you're kind of you're caught in the middle of the coach wanting to play this game of like control the clock to keep his defense off the field and let it like just let it rip. Just try to score every possession. That that would be how I'd approach it. Cause that's when Del Rio won with uh Musgrave and they went, you know, twelve and four or whatever that year. They did just say, fuck it, we're just gonna score a bunch. Right. 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 And, and just and really even though their defense has played well at times, it's still by and large, they, they need to be scoring 30 or 32 points to win. You can't depend on their defense. No. Like they did, and somebody DM me, like you guys didn't, or maybe it was on YouTube, you guys didn't talk about before Gruden kicked the field goal at the beginning of the fourth quarter, they had gotten a stop the series before. It's like, all right, well, I don't think you can rely on that. Those things are aberrations. That That, that is not the norm. The other thing with them right now, they have to kind of take some of those shots because – uh, they're not really running the ball that well with Josh Jacobs. I, I, uh, the well, he's saying that he's kind of, I, I saw Gruden talking about it. I mean, he's not healthy. Have he's you, not like banged up where he's on injured reserve, but we have two, we have two years now of evidence. I like the player a lot. When you play kind of like Marshawn Lynch, like you, you, you attack contact, you seek contact. It's pretty hard to sustain 16 game years. Like, I, I think Frank Gore is this all-time outlier running back. When I think Frank Gore, I don't think about a guy looking to hit people. I think he looks to avoid. And that's how you... Now, he's an outlier, but J- Jacob's... One of his best attributes is, like, running over guys and breaking tackles. If your best attribute is, like, a car, is, like, running over rocks and, like, you know, uh, being really hard on, on the axles, well, eventually it's going to break, and... I, even you can say the NFL is not as physical as it was in the 90s or 80s. I know this. There's never been bigger, stronger athletes in the NFL. So, like, yeah, Buda Baker might not be as big as, like, you know, the the safeties back in 2000 or 1996. But he's faster, way faster than those guys. So, if he weighs 10 pounds less, he's moving at a faster speed. If I hit you in a Honda Accord going 80 miles an hour, or I hit you in a truck going 40 miles an hour, like, I'm not some scientist car guy but i'd imagine the 80 mile an hour could do equal amount of damage as the 40 mile an hour right no I, you like that i like that that's a good one yeah it's, i just I, I know this it's hard miles what one people push back on like the league has gotten very offensive centric right and in, in protecting the players and why are there so many injuries one theory i have guy is that the athletes have never been faster so they might weigh a little less at certain positions but they've been, they're dramatically faster. Like, I bet Bill Romanowski, for example, who, remember, he had that streak where he, like, didn't miss a game for, like, 15 years. was a middle linebacker. 
Do you think if Fred Warner in Fred Warner and Bill Romanowski in his peak had a race, Fred Warner could probably beat him backwards? And I'm not taking a shot at Bill. Like that's the league was just bigger guys. A little the league was a little slower between the box. It's much more spread. It it is Big Twelve ish, but anyone that watched football on Sundays like it's still the NFL. The collisions you know, Fred, are still the collisions. Yeah, and the guy's actually just going faster, so he might weigh a little less. He might be coming from further too, right? Running a longer distance. Yeah, that that's where I think in this game, like the the Browns have been a pretty physical running team. Yeah, but they still have a lot of weapons, and I just I'm not a big Baker Mayfield guy. Like I, Derek's a better player. That's the other thing. Like you have the better quarterback. In theory, you should have the better coach. Like this would be a pretty big like they lose this game. I don't think anyone's looking at them like a playoff team anymore. Which no, is pretty I, crazy just because two weeks ago we thought they were like a shoe in. But but I get so we're, we're, but where I am with the Raiders, it's not that I think they're at a place where we should expect them to win this game, but I'm not, but I am, ex, I ex, the standard here is I expect you to win this game. Odell Beckham's out. Austin Hooper probably is out. The latest update, he's, he had an appendectomy. He's probably not going to play. Baker is... He did throw five touchdowns. I know, the I know. Year. And he, he's played week. really well against the Bengals. I played really well this week against the Bengals, or last week against the Bengals. But... Uh, you know, to me, they still feel like they've got a little bit of uh, when they when it's going well, it's going really well. When it's going bad, it can go bad for them. Kind of a front running nature, uh, which doesn't feel fair to say about a team that's five and two, right? I kind of talk about them like they're four and three or three and four. But I just think if you get your shit together, they are not a team that should beat you. I feel like they beat teams who don't have their act together on a given day, which is that's where most of your wins come from. Is you just it's not usually on a Sunday. You turn it on, it looks like Steelers Titans. It's our best against their best. So they don't have their best. They don't have Odell. They don't have. They spent a lot of money on Austin Hooper because Kevin Stefanski loves tight ends. Like those two players not being there, that matters. You should win this football game. Like you, you just beat the Chiefs two weeks ago. You should beat the Browns. And I'm not even yeah, talking me- about them like the Brown the Browns. I'm just saying you should beat this football team. Yeah, I think the talent <clears throat> overall is relatively similar in this game. That their big their big trump card is Miles Garrett is dramatically better than anything the Raiders have on defense. But I would just say Waller, Ruggs. I saw Brian Edwards is practicing again. Obviously Renfro, Chubb, and the, Hunt. Right, they got two guys that are. But I is I think Nick Chubb probably not going to play this week. He's been banged up. But Kareem Hunt is probably when healthy just as good as Josh. Like Kareem Hunt was a Pro Bowler two years ago. Like he's a really really good player. I I just. To me, the Raiders, in theory, like if you're paying all this money, should have a better coaching staff than Kevin Stefanski and his coaching staff. Now, I don't know if that's true, and I'm not confident about that, but if you do, that to me, like that gives Kyle Shanahan a lot of these edges, right? That gives Andy Reid over the years these edges. That's the edge in football. Like, is your coach better? Is your coach better? It's one of the cool things about like the college football playoffs sometimes. You're just like, you know, it was just... Urban Meyer versus Dabo Sweeney. Like, they both have an unlimited stocked roster. It's just going to come down to what coaching staff is is better. You went to the Alabama-Clemson game. Like, both those teams were stacked. ton of first-rounders. And Dabo just took it to Nick. And then Nick, after the year, was like, fired a bunch of coaching staff. Like, it was just, it was that simple. It's a coaching fucking league. Once the talents, like, if you're playing the Jets or whatever, it doesn't matter. But when you're playing, and even if you're the Raiders, if you're playing the Steelers or the Chiefs, most time they're just going to have better players than you, even though you beat them. But when you play the when you play the Colts, when you play the the Browns, like if you're if you're a fringe playoff team, so are they. Like that's this you. Like, are you better than 
Kevin Stefanski. To me, it's just that simple. Is John Gruden better than Kevin Stefanski? If Kevin Stefanski beats him by 10 points, like if we did that draft, like, hey, if you're a GM, would any GM in the league take Gruden over Kevin Stefanski? Probably not. And that's not even like a that, salary. That, that can't happen if you're John Gruden. Yeah. You got to win this game. MyBookie.ag promo code HAM1. That's what you do. MyBookie.ag promo code HAM and the number one. That's where we bet. And uh, when we win, it has happened before we get paid. Yeah, you know, we've, we've had taken some L's. Uh, full slate of college football this weekend. Full slate of NFL football this weekend. Two probably of better rivalries in all of football. Pittsburgh, Ravens. Um, again, it's hard to beat that game. I mean, that's a, that's a top flight. The Steelers are getting plus three and a half. Mm-hmm. I would imagine there's not We're another game this season when they get three and a half points. No. So the, the value there, we've said the same thing about the Seattle Niner game. I would just bet on the team getting the plus three plus, right? The Niners are getting three right now. That would just be where I'd lean. Uh, you know, they're obviously the Vegas game. You like the Raiders plus two and a half. If you like the Raiders to win, the money line is not bad value there. Lock of the week, if we still had any cash. Titans, Bengals, like Titans coming off a pretty rough loss, but where they actually kind of came back and feeling good about themselves. I kind of expect the Titans to kick the shit out of the Bengals. You know, 14-point win. Five, and and it's five and a half right now, right? I got another game for you. Bills minus three and a half against the Patriots. Does Bill have one more bullet in the gun, or is it just is it on empty? I, I couldn't roll with Cam after what we saw last week, but I also, I'm not doing the, oh, this is the week Josh Allen and the Bills turn it around thing anymore. I'm done with that until they do it. So I don't like that game at all. Because now, if you gun to my head, I would roll with Belichick on that one. Mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. The Masters is right around the corner. College football's here. Uh, I guess baseball's over in the NBA. Players do not want to come back very soon. So, it might yeah, we'll be a wait while. till they show them how much money they'll make when they come back in December instead of coming back in February. Very, very true. You can bet on the election if you want, presidential odds. You can get. You can get any other candidate. Yeah, Jay Z. Fi- I mean, uh, five five hundred to one. Five hundred to one. Kanye? Biden heavy favorite minus one seventy five. How about Kanye Donald and Billy plus one thirty five? Not on there. The Cowboys are plus nine against the Eagles. I would not. Where's the game? Philly. Sunday night football. I would have a hard time putting any money on the Cowboys and Danucci. I don't know about you. Um, I'm I'm with you. I'm rooting for Danucci. They're a, they're a, it's a third-string quarterback on a team that feels like they're quitting on their coach, or maybe they already quit on their coach. Yeah. Who is not like, you know, well, he won a bunch of games at LSU, or he won yeah, some games at USC. Like, this guy's James Madison. Well, it's but also the 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 coach situation. It's not like well, just wait till he gets his guys in here. It's like no, nah, you we got you. You got Amari and you got Ceedee Lamb and you got Ezekiel Elliott and your offensive line is set. And no, we're good. You, I I, I heard Willie Willie Cologne was on with Rosillo's podcast. It was it was really good, and he had a good point. He's like, you know, when I got drafted and came to the league, I really had to prove myself. He's like, I was coming from Hofstra. He's like, on a good day, we'd have two thousand people in the stands, and they were all family members. <laughs> He's like, I, I was going up in practice every day. Dude from Georgia, Joey Porter, like all the top draft picks. Like there is something to be, Phil Savage used to tell me this all the time when he was a GM. He's like, your first round pick or third round pick would be so nervous in a preseason game. I'd be like, James, you went to Alabama. <laughs> like this, this game isn't as close to important as 
half the games you played in college for the last three years. That can't really be said for smaller school guys. Like I, the jump from just small school, the biggest game you've ever played in, to that first preseason game. Yeah. Let alone a real NFL game, even in a Corona. That's I, I can't imagine how that guy sleeps. I can't either. That's a great point. And he's the cow. And he's the cowboy. It'd be one thing the Jags. You're like, fuck. It's Jack. And so Sunday Night Football. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not easy. Man. Like he's doing production meeting interviews this week with Al and Chris. I know. He might ask like Al Michaels for his autograph. He might. We get a photo. I wonder. Maybe it's over Zoom, you? but um, to a Tongo makes his debut against the Rams on Sunday. John, uh, let's talk about what we're looking for. I just watched the Tua this like one hour Tua special on FS1 that looked like it was from before the draft uh, on uh, Thursday or on Wednesday. Maybe I watched it. You should keep an eye out for it on TV. It's a lot of Tua. He's just. I'll tell you, man. You've you've told me this before. He is so damn likable. Can you give me the cliff notes of what his grandpa told the uh, told the camera of why he was should go to Alabama? Yeah. So I don't know if this is his mom's grand mom's dad or his, one of his grandfather's past. That I th- I think he's from Hawaii, right? He's from Hawaii. Like yep. Went gotcha. to uh, I think same Saint, school, St. Louis High School. Is that Mariota's? Yeah, the high big school? the big power program. And uh, one of his grandfathers that have passed was the one that prophesied that the that Tua would make the Tonga Vailoa name known worldwide. His other grandfather, I believe this is his other grandfather then in the well, video. He's already got America. I mean, he's, yeah. He's, <laughs> so so here's the quote. He says, uh, Tua says to me he wants to go to USC. And I said, Tua, you're the number one quarterback in the country, right? And he said, yes. And he said, then you should go to the number one school. Who's the number one school? And Tua says, Alabama. He says, well, then you should go to Alabama. Pretty logical thinking, I think, from Grandpa. Because I think sometimes we go, well, hey, you're going to go to Alabama. You're going to go to Ohio State. Why don't you go to, like, Wisconsin or, you know, Washington or whatever and just be the star? Sometimes I think I even overthink that with recruits. Like, yeah, just go to Alabama if you're the best. You're going to be way better there. <laughs> you know, you know, you just, you just are like, should I go to Oklahoma? Or should I go to Arizona state? Like just go to Oklahoma, man. Like just, it's going to change your life. And I'd say it consistently, if you're mentally tough enough or whatever does, I, if I, I couldn't even begin to guess a stat line. Like I, I'm not confident that he's going to look good. And I don't know really why I feel that way because I watched him in college dominate, but the injuries, the, the, the discrepancy in talent for him, unlike the other guys, like let's use Herbert as an example, it was just clear right away it didn't really matter, and he was just his arm strength was so big, pushing the ball down the field. Like Tua is used to throwing. Like if you watch Bama over the years, like they put Waddle or Rugs in the backfield, and he could just throw a wheel route. And I'm not trying to diminish him, but the guy could take it like 50 yards, and at least just they they could gain yards on every single play. We watched Miami a couple weeks ago. Like they just went after with one guy a weak link, and they're not some like potent offense. I mean, their tight ends okay. Uh, their their running backs are like Matt Breda. Like his team offensively is not great, and his physical attributes. Like one thing you saw the Dolphin or excuse me the the Rams on Monday Night Football against Foles, they do have a lot of team speed. Obviously, their defensive line can be really really hectic. Uh, you know, and just. Aaron Donald's one of the best players we've seen ever. And just, you know, Michael Brockers and they, they just they just have some dudes up there. And then Jalen Ramsey, you, you would say this. 
if Brand, if uh, Devontae Parker is their best wide receiver by a pretty wide margin, well, Jalen, unlike like Sherman, who doesn't travel, whatever, he'll just go with their best receiver. And I, what does Tua do? Like, it's not. I remember you saying like it's not an easy landing spot. My pushback is always, and I think coaches, it's the NFL. There is no fucking such thing as easy landing spots. Every team you have, the half their team lives in big ass houses and drive nice cars too. Like they're just. And I agree with that. I wouldn't have weighed yeah. it. Like I you just, go against the Jags, like they're Josh Allen could kill you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You want it, You got him coming off a bye. To me, the thing to watch when, when you think he's ready, you put him. It's just it is it is difficult. I think based on like what you said, I I watched that Bears game thinking maybe Trubisky should be in this game because he can at least he can run. move a little. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they should just run some zone read and run Trubisky. Like maybe that if that's if that's what the Bears are going to look like on offense, then that's what they need to do. They got to go back to Trubisky. But to me, like watching, Bears offense has been worse than Miami's offense with Fitzpatrick. Miami right? wins the game. They're four and three. Yeah. And I guess the Bears have been the Bears have wins too. So throw that out. But to me, the thing I watch for based on what you just said about the Rams in part, also based on watching this Tua thing, like when he would come into games, I think he come the I guess he threw a touchdown like in every game he came into, he would come in for Hurts late during the course of his freshman year. And every highlight would be like, all right, here comes Tua, we're up 30, and it'd be like snap to a spin move, to a step out of a tackle, Tua turns his back, runs the other way, throws a touchdown across the field, right? It was just these highlight real plays. And that's what he looked like in the national championship game, too, when he came in. He almost gets sacked. Remember, he takes a huge sack right before he throws the game-winning touchdown. They're in the red zone. And Tua takes like a 15-yard sack, like knocks him out of field goal range because he's trying to break out of two tackles. I think he threw that to Judy. I think. I thought it was Devontae Smith. Might have been. I think Ridley was one of the plays before where he threw in the end zone. Like the one where he did the crazy scramble, you, and then you, it looked like he threw tell it to the wrong guy. To, yeah, yeah. I think that was Ridley. I one of the the game winners was to one of those guys. Uh, it was a I, second I, I, and twenty six I mean, because he'd lost sixteen yards on the play. Uh, I don't know. It was Devontae Smith. Gotcha. And they they did a but, cool thing but, where they like. But, but that's but, part but of my, my point. Like, yeah, but so what I'm saying is like the thing to watch for, right? Is just the thing that you have always said about Baker. Does Baker realize he's not in college anymore athletically? That's what I'm interested to see, Tua. Like, he got hurt trying to run away. Now, maybe it was kind of a freak deal, but is his game going to be predicated on him doing crazy stuff in the pocket and making plays, or is it just going to be predicated on he's super accurate, he's super smart, he's going to know what to do, he's going to make the throws? That's so anyway, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I had probably within the last couple of weeks was on an edible, and this is the things I end up thinking about was Tua. And like, why will he fail? And to me, it's just durability. Like, I I do think if he's durable, he will be functional enough as a, he's an accurate passer. He's a smart player, right? In terms of like reading, understanding defenses, reading. Like his big thing in in college was like he could decipher one through four within seconds. Now, granted, one through four were all pros, <laughs> literally. I mean, all of them might one day. All, be all of them pros. are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like the things that like, can he do it upstairs? And he could, it's just, he always got hurt. And when I walked by him at the combine, talked to him for a minute, like he's just smaller. He's still big, like just the average guy, but you know, he's six foot and you see it with Baker. He's just small. Is he as and athletic as Kyler? Doesn't feel like who? it. Two is not as athletic as Kyler, right? Like in terms of speed, in terms of just like in the like elusiveness, 
no, no not no. speed, but elusiveness is like Kyler is a playmaker. Yeah, Tua I, I, was. I think I think Tua is like an average athlete for NFL standards. Kind of, you know what Russell is now? Like Russell does not move that fast, right? When you watch him, he doesn't look as twitchy as Kyler. Right, but he's got great like, feel. Yeah, it's like that. That is what Tua is going to have to have to be a great player. It's just an incredible feel because he's not running away from anyone. And just when these big guys land on him, I think the question is going to be every time that he gets slammed to the ground, is, does he get back up? Yeah. The moment he lays there for an extra second, people will just go silent. But you know right? who doesn't? But Kyler and Russell, they don't. They haven't really been slammed to the ground that much, right? Kyler doesn't take any hits. Yeah. And I, that, I think Kyler. Kyler. One thing he has going for him is he's so twitchy that even when he gets in these predicaments, he can just like whoop, hit like the little turbo. Tua does not have the turbo. You saw in the SEC that the defenders have the turbo. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. A, that, that, and in fairness to all these quarterbacks, like the defenders now have turbo. That was Van. That was it was Van. Was it or maybe it was South Carolina? Who was he playing when he got the, hurt? Mississippi State. Okay, they got players. Yeah, but they were up like They've, thirty. Like. Yeah, they were killing him. It was right at the end of the first half, and you just—I just want to see him stay healthy. Yeah, I'm with you. So, all right, that's number one. I, I, for me, it's like, can he be an NFL quarterback without going through this, this phase that Baker? I don't know if it's a phase or not, but without, can he just make the plays without having to uh, do extra? Like, can, will he accept early on? Like, I'm not here to the runaround thing that worked at Alabama probably isn't going to work here. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine you don't just, you have to try it before you accept that you have to change a little bit. So I would imagine yeah. we'll see him try a little bit. I'm curious to see what I, that looks I, like. I, you'd have to wonder after dislocating a hip, what do you think the number one thing, whether he's training with Dilfer, Saban talking to him, the Miami coaching staff talking to him, that has to be the number one thing about playing within yourself, not being a hero, living to play another down. Yeah. Uh, you're only as good as your ability to play, right? You're, you're no good to anybody when you're on the sideline. And, and the only way you get on the sideline, I mean, you can have things that you can't control, right? Just getting destroyed in the pocket or whatever. But every play that you can avoid, scrambling, trying to run away from a guy, you can't do that anymore because we don't want to see you break a leg or have another hip or what, whatever. I wonder if selling that to him actually is a little easier too. If you're the Dolphins, if you're Chan Gailey, the offensive coordinator, right? You go, look, look at how the Niners beat this team. Look at what they did. They just, we're not out here to run around and try and hit a 40 yard bomb. We're just out here to get the ball out. I'm talking about the Rams defense. We're just here to get the ball out as fast as possible. Yeah. Tua, look at what they did. They did not let Jimmy Garoppolo throw. They just, everything they could, Run, run, play action. Jimmy, just one read. Take a sack. Jimmy, do not throw. <laughs> Tua's like, why aren't they letting this uh, Jimmy Garoppolo character let it loose? Should I go ah, there? Should I go Kyle. there and play quarterback? <laughs> do, do they need me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they'd probably take you. <laughs> uh, let's rattle through some NFL games. Something to watch for, John. Packers this week. Uh, I'd forgotten that they played the Texans last week after they after they lost to the Bucks. They were up 21 to nothing. Uh, they were up twenty-eight to seven going to the fourth quarter. They kicked their ass. The, the Packers. The point being, the Packers kind of bounced back from that Bucks game. They play the Vikings again. Remember that game? The first time was slow starting, and then the Packers just exploded. I think. Mm -hmm. I think Valdez Scantling caught a touchdown. And it just took the roof off the whole thing. They do play. Are they gonna? Are the Are the 49ers on Thursday night football in less than a week? The 49ers play the Packers Thursday night football. Are they gonna get a six and one Packers team who? Doesn't really look at the Niners like the team that kicked their ass twice last last week, last year. 
Like, are the Niners coming off a Seahawks win? I think this this week is kind of a setup for Thursday night football, potentially being a really, really big game. We're recording this before Thursday night football tonight. And this game tonight, I, if you told me you don't end up watching a snap, I wouldn't blame any human being. Falcons, Panthers. Like, that's a terrible. The buzz on next week's game, if both these two teams win, would be pretty huge for Thursday night football, right? Yeah, and Packers, I'd say even Niners, if the Packers lose, then it's even bigger because then the Packers are five and two, and the Niners are, are they yeah, five it, and three it, or four lot, and three. A lot of it, yeah. Point. I mean, the Niners are five or four and three right so, now. So if they got to five yeah. and three, you'd be feeling pretty good about the matchup, regardless of what the Packers do. I, I'm with you. Uh, how about the Lions, who are just somehow three and three? Now they they've beat. I mean, last week they beat the Falcons on a walk-off kind of weird touchdown. Got a little lucky. Uh, they but have beat the Cardinals, the, Fal- the, the Lions have played in that game as many times as the Falcons have, it feels like, this year. Just the reverse. 100%. So, like, if the Lions were to beat the Colts, they'd be 4-3 and three and actually with a win over the Colts, win over the Cardinals. They wouldn't be terrible. Like, they'd just be in, it's crazy to say, playoffs? I mean, they'd just be kind of in the ether out there. Yeah, right. just, they have a good quarterback. Uh, keep Keep an eye on that. Raiders are definitely rooting for that. Yeah, the Raiders have to be rooting for the Colts to lose. The the other game, what I wonder is the Patriots, let's say they lose pretty handily again this week. Like, their season's over. If the Bills just kick their ass, it just goes, does Belichick trade some, like, Stephon Gilmore, who's an all-pro corner, does he trade him next week? Does he just go, like, can he get two twos for him? Because he is a little older, so I don't know if he can get a one. But, I mean, guy, he trades players, Logan Mankins, Richard Seymour, when he was winning. How about Edelman? Like, I, I just don't know if he has, like, is he just going to give him away for like a seventh? He doesn't really have much value. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think a good team, like if you're the Packers, why wouldn't you just want that guy around? Maybe he does have a little, like, what would you give up for Julian Edelman right now? I mean, if you're a team that really thinks you can, I'm trying to think who the team would be. Maybe you get a fourth for him. Uh, no, ch- I, no chance you get a fourth for I just think he's been injured. And to me, you're like getting offered six, and are you giving Julian Edelman away for six? Now, Belichick might. You get a conditional, you know, based on how he plays for you. Maybe Belichick does it that way. Like the Packers, like they they couldn't use Julian Edelman with Devontae, and maybe, you know, if it doesn't cost as much. I think a team would get pretty criticized given a fourth. Like, that'd be pretty bold. To me, if you're good, back into your fourth, I don't think anyone would say anything. Is Is he a free agent? No, he's under like a really lucrative, you know, okay. uh, n- I mean, non-lucrative contract. He doesn't make that much money. So, yeah, I, I, I just, I think Belichick's going to trade a bunch of people if he if he loses the game. Uh, the Chiefs. Hold on, hold on. Don't move on yet. I want to hear the Belichick conspiracy theory, though. Which one? Well, if they, if they, if they lose to the Bills and start trading people, then they play the Jets the next week on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I mean, Belichick I, hates I think, the Jets. I think there's a chance, guy, he starts attempting to lose to the Jets on purpose because someone in the league brought this up to me, and it was a pretty good point. Like, if you're Belichick and you're season, if you're out of it, because he's not going to throw games. When I say throw games, like attempt to lose a game if he's still in the playoff mix, he loses this game. It's the season's over. Why would you want the Jets to get Trevor Lawrence? You know. It's tough, right? You you... want to see them go 0-16, but you don't want them to get if you believe he's a generational quarterback. That's the long game. You don't want that. Yeah, see, to me, like whether they go 0-16 or 2-14, if you're Bill, you don't give a fuck. You want them to not have a chance at the number one quarterback. 
And if you're Adam Gase, you're going to keep trying to win. And the other thing we always talk about in football, players don't tank. Like they, they, The Jets are trying. They're just not very good. The one team in the league that might not be trying is the Cowboys. But all these other teams are attempting to win games. I just... Wouldn't that be the ultimate Belichick move? Lose the Jets on purpose? Twice? He especially plays in week, week 17. I yeah, think. the problem is going to be is somebody else going to have... Who could have, like, one win? At well, the they're the only end. winless team, correct? They're the, the Jaguars, only winless team. The Jags I think could. the Jags are going to lose a lot. The Giants, probably a little I, better I than do the think Jags. the Giants play hard enough where they probably get to, like, three or four. The Bengals right? aren't going to finish with one win. What do the Bengals have right now? One win. And a tie. And a tie. Uh, Falcons are one and six. Vikings are one and five. Texans me, like are the, one win team. I, I would say the Falcons, Texans, and Vikings have enough players where they probably get to like three, right? The, the Jets, there is a chance that that week, that last week, they have a, a two game buffer and it doesn't matter. But I would say right now, would it cross his mind? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd still be. I don't think he thinks like that, you know? I don't think he goes, Trevor Lawrence, why does he give a fuck about Trevor Lawrence? You know, he's 68 years old. So by the time Trevor Lawrence is kind of good in a couple years, their team's so bad. But it might, part of it might be, look, his team is not very good. His team might be, maybe he wants, maybe he wants a quarterback. Maybe he wants to be drafting in the top six. I don't know. But nothing past the guy. One thing you could do if Cam is just horrendous. Let's say he has another game like the Niners. You cut Cam. And just start playing Hoyer and Sidham. And I really, because at least Camp does, like in the bag, he'd have one or two more good games, right? You you throw out Sidham and Hoyer, that basically ensures you lose. So he could tank the games without quite, and trade Gilmore, trade Julian Edelman, just trade Thune, just trade all of just, his players. Just because we want to see what he has in Brian Hoyer? Yeah, but just. just I love to, a good, we want to see, what, we just want to see what we got in this guy. Like yeah, nothing, you could argue you if, if Cam plays really terrible again, you could just keep throwing out Cam and lose every game. If you're Cam, you'd rather be cut probably than do that. Well, yeah, I mean, I think Cam, if Cam plays another game that just looked like the Niners, is his NFL career in some jeopardy? It, I think it is. Now, yeah. you know, I, yeah, I think it is. It's certainly everyone was so sure, not us, that he was about to just, someone else was going to make him a starting quarterback next year. I. I'm not sure of that at all. Remember when the media was acting like Belichick should give him like $80 million after week two? Yeah, I do. I do remember that. Do you think Belichick benefits historically because he's patient, unlike uh, the overreaction Mondays? Yeah, Twitter and, doesn't uh, worry about And people the in the league guy. overreact too. He's not, it's not like just media people or just fans. Like NFL people do too. He is just the, is antithesis the right word mm-hmm. for that? The complete opposite? Mm-hmm. If anything, he's patient. I... I, even if Cam had been great, let's say, had been like they'd been winning and been playing well, he would not have paid him during the season. Do you agree with that? I, I don't think he would have. Like, what would it have taken for him to re-sign him as his quarterback? Like, to big, to, unless he could get value. But if it was going to take, you know, three yeah, years say like they win the divi- they win the Yeah, I'd say, like, they win the division, he wins the MVP. I mean, it would take it would have taken a historic effort from old Cameron Newton for Belichick to... Maybe it's out of his control, right? Like Roberts, like what? Are we, I mean, this guy just won the MVP. He, he might be the worst quarterback in the league. I mean, it's just he he got what he paid for, right? I mean, it's, if anything, Bell would just say, "Yeah, this, he's getting thought, the most." We didn't know. Yeah, he's yeah. he's getting the the most. Uh, he's getting the most out of it. Is, paid him five hundred grand. Uh, how many Coach of the Year awards does Mike Tomlin have? Does he have any? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got one. Uh, question. If he beats the Ravens this week, he'll. I mean, he's the only undefeated team right now. I've I said a couple weeks ago I thought the Steelers were the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, like you said earlier, they're three and a half point underdogs. You can get three and a half points with the Steelers, but. I, but my thought as I was thinking about the Ravens was, have they played a big game yet? And I went back and looked. And I, Chiefs. What, what would you? Yeah, they lost it. What would you call their most impressive win? Cleveland, Houston, Washington, Cincy, Philadelphia. Those are their wins. Yeah, well, it's always my kind of beef with them. They they don't like Lamar Jackson's come back to earth a little bit. Uh, their defense, Yannick is probably now their best player. Is not loaded with. Like, historically, when we think about the Ravens, like that team, the team to be the Niners was an older version of that team, but Haloti, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, right? It was like, Jesus. Now it's like, you, you look at them, it was like Judon, Jimmy Smith. I mean, this is solid. It's a solid defense, but you saw the Chiefs when they played them, destroyed them. It was like, you guys aren't talented enough on defense. So if your offense, who's we've kind of seen little Navy, Air Force, Army, they're not really built to like play from some 17-0 lead. Like the Chiefs are like, oh, fuck it. We're down 24 nothing. Let's let's let it loose. <laughs> you know? It's like you can't really let Lamar loose is running. That's and, and we, we used to see it with the with the Harbaugh Niners. They're built, and that the difference between the Harbaugh Niners, I would say Lamar in that offense is much better than the Harbaugh Niners Kaepernick in that offense, like consistently the last couple of years, right? Just they have a true identity. The Niners identity was always a little they're always trying to find it, but Kaepernick would make enough plays. Lamar's a much better player than Kaepernick. The difference is the Niners' defense was way better than that Ravens' defense just because, I don't know, they had Willis, Bowman, Alden, Justin. Like, their front seven was elite. I mean, it was the best I mean, their elite. secondary was really good, too, you know. Yeah, I mean, it had Hitner. It had, uh, they drafted Eric Reed. Before Carlos that, they had Golson. Yeah, they, they were just good. That I, I just wonder if the Ravens, are the Steelers just better? I mean, if it's I think simple. they are. I, like I said, I think they're the best team in the league. Now, they had not, their wins with the Giants, Broncos, Texans, Eagles, but then they beat the Titans last week. And they look really good. So I, I'm all in on Pittsburgh. Um, this this would be a huge win for Lamar Jackson and the, and the Ravens. Yeah. It would be, we're back. Just, not we're back from like, I mean, I've, it was just, we, we are what uh, those of you that think we're really good, we are what you thought we are. I think the one team. One of these two teams is going to be the five seed, right? There's going to be four division winners, and the loser of this matchup over the way every way it plays out throughout the year, because it's just the, this game is not going to determine who wins the division. It'll give that team, it would give the Steelers a huge edge because they'd be at worst they're going to split, and they'd have a two game lead on them, right? Steelers would be in the driver's seat if they win this game, uh, and the Ravens. It's probably way more important for the Ravens given that it's at home and given that they already have a loss that whoever doesn't win this game is going to be the fifth seed. And I'd say more than likely the fourth seed probably be the Bills. Like the Bills, last year they were really close to winning a playoff game. This year they'll probably host a playoff game, assuming they beat the Patriots, which I think is fair to assume. You would not want to fight. we got to play the Steelers? Holy shit. I know. Well, <laughs> and the other thing, if you're Pittsburgh, is like if you want the one seed, Kansas City's probably not losing. Even though they don't look like themselves – I would, if I had to bet, I'd say they're a three-loss team, not a four-loss team. The chief, because the Chiefs play. You think they? You think they lose this weekend? I think they get. I think they squeak by the Jets, nineteen and a half point favorites. Then they got Carolina. Then, if you were betting, if you were betting on that game, what would you do? I might take the Jets. I, uh, I think I would too. 
As someone with the Chiefs told me, though, not the head coach. Look for look for Andy to get Le'Veon involved. All right, as kind of a you know. Well, so what? Hint, hint, fantasy. Can I? Can, Shit, I just gave away one of my <laughs> sleep picks. Can I bet on uh, the Week Eleven game when the when the Chiefs are coming off a bye to play the Raiders? Do you think they'll be ready for that? So they play Tampa. Okay, you could lose that game. They play New Orleans. Where, where's the Tampa game? In Tampa. That's a pretty. Because it it's late November. Like, it's the it's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, they play at New Orleans. Okay, they, I guess they could. Are, lose should, that are game. the Saints good? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying, like you could. No, like, yeah. where are the games they could lose? Could they lose to Carolina in two weeks? Kansas City. I just have. I a feel hard like they, they never lose to the Chargers or Broncos anymore. So I don't. <laughs> it's just it's hard to find four. So my point to go back to the. They go in five and one in the division. Is that Raider game going to be the outlier? They, they can't. Yeah. yeah, they're not losing that game again. Could the Chargers get them once? Well, the Chargers already almost got them, so they'll be ready for that game. Now that game's week seventeen. If the Chiefs don't need to win it, okay. Yeah. But this is where I'm saying, like, they are chasing Pittsburgh, and it kind of feels like what the Niners felt like last year, right? Where they were unbeaten. The second they lost, it became a dogfight. It's like, oh shit, we thought we had a cushion. We don't. Like you've got the Chiefs just kind of chugging along. The Steelers, like we're we're better than them. They've played all these close games, but they only got one loss. I wonder what Andy's record is. Get my research guy on this. Coming off a bye to a divisional opponent that beat him earlier in well, the season. What does he it off might a only bye happen right now? He's like seventeen and three off a of bye to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I would imagine that scenario has only happened a handful of times, right? Because he probably has only played a divisional opponent coming off the bye maybe a quarter of the time, and then the chances that they played that game before and a loss, it might only happen one or two times. But How, I want to know what he, his line, what is against the spread is in that situation. Coming off the bye off a loss, yeah, to that team. To that team. Yeah, I, I actually think the Chiefs are kind of made to to play on turf, in indoors. Like they actually, I mean, they would fucking love that game. Yeah. So anyway. Nineteen and a half. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I would just not bet that game. I wouldn't. I, I could not put money on the Jets. Refuse. <laughs> Masters is in less than two weeks, by the way. So it's not next week. It's the week after. Yeah. You like Tiger twenty three to one? Because I don't. I like. What are the odds on uh, the long drive champ Bryson? Four hundred two yard one. carry. Eight, eight to one. Four hundred two yard carry. You know, I was thinking. I was looking back. I saw this article that went through like predicting. I, I shall. I should read you this. Like predicting what his what he'll be hitting for his second shot on every um, hole at the Masters. Yeah. But before I get to that, the other thing I was thinking is like he has gained twenty yards of distance on his driver each of the last two years. So he was like three hundred two to three twenty two to three forty four, which is this year what he's averaging. That's insane. And he averaged four. He averaged 363 at the Shriners. But I we're not like next year. Is he just gonna be driving the ball three? Is he gonna gain another 20 yards? Is he gonna be driving the ball 370 next year? The the max length you can have a shaft in golf, and obviously the longest shaft is gonna be a driver, is 48 inches. I think most guys are about the 46 to 45 and a half inch mark. I think Phil had been fucking around with like 47, because obviously the longer bat, it's like in baseball, right? The longer bats sometimes but they're heavier and guys aren't comfortable with them. Diff- more well, difficult he's to been, control, right? Is that from yeah, a golfing? Yeah, he, 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 definitely. Because your swing's longer, the club head to get it square. 
he's been fucking with the 48-inch. Now, he hasn't used it in a tournament yet, but he's been hyping it up, hyping it up, hyping it up. And I do think he's been asked, like, are you going to use it for the Masters? What have you seen with the Masters? And he gave, like, a, I mean, like, he's like Kyle Shanahan or something. He's like, well, I, I can't divulge all my secrets. Like, Bryson, you're, you're playing golf. Like, <laughs> But here's the one thing I think that you're going to see is he's going to have a dramatic impact on some of these other guys. Because if he does hit it 460 at the Masters, now, I, I saw Tiger talking. He's like, someone asked him, have you ever played there during that time of the year? He said he had. And he's like, it's kind of chilly. And a lot of the holes play a lot long. Instead of like driver five iron, you're hitting like driver three. Wood. I love that question, that, by the way, to Tiger. Like, as if Tiger only plays like during the <laughs> Masters tournament and can't just get on five times yeah, a like, year. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I've swung up there a couple times. If it is playing longer than normal, right? Because it's chillier. I, I, I mean, shit, in the Bay Area, I've, it's been dramatically colder in the last three or four days. And I, I've seen some, some like, just TV you, hits of whether it's election coverage or sports coverage of guys in different areas in the country. You can, te- you can see it right away, right? They're wearing a coat. like it, You can see their breath. Georgia's no different. Like, in L.A. last week at the Shriners, it got a little cold. You know, the, I think on Sunday, what Rory had a hoodie on. And that's a big thing in golf, like guys wearing hoodies now. No, is the that, big thing in golf is everyone acting like it's a big deal. Well, there's only like two guys getting mad at it. And then, yeah, the and then everyone's like, like no, everyone's this is, no one cares. We, we are evolving. It's like everyone's like, yeah, well, who cares? Just, I don't no care. No one does. I do think if it's playing a lot longer, that is enormous advantage, Bryson. Enormous. Like there, to me, then there's like Corona DJ, John Rom. Like there's a small group of people that to me have a chance. It's why Bubba, Bubba. who is mm. deep. Won this tournament twice, is 40 to 1. Played really well last week at the Shriners, only lost like Cantley was minus 23. He finished minus, he finished tied for fourth. Like he's playing better. That to me is a guy like he, he plays the big cut. It's a draw course. That's always been the thing. The master, every hole is right to left. So you want to, if you're a right handed guy, you want to play a draw. That's why historically a lot of these guys that play cuts, it's harder for them to, that's why Tiger was so elite because he could do anyway. Bryson is sneaky, just straight. Like he doesn't, you just watch his ball flight. It's really just straight. When he misses it, he just gets it offline. But he doesn't yeah. play these. Huge Which, as a shitty draws. driver, I've as a shitty golfer, I should say, I've never understood. I'm always like, just turn your body and aim where you want to aim, and then hit the ball straight. Well, because a lot of people like I do, like my contact gets spit on the ball to go. Right, right, right. I, I understand you play your natural contact. I'm just saying, you know, everyone's all. I, I, I don't know. I that. Just as, an, as a layman as I came to golf, that was always my basic question. It's like, why doesn't everyone just try to hit the ball straight? Which I think is the most impressive part about Bryson. When you just watch him... Because it's hard to is the answer, sh- right? What? They just always hit it straight. Well, yeah, but I when when I've watched Bryson historically over the last definitely just a couple years, but since he's gotten big, his shot tracker is just... He misses, but it's always... He doesn't do these crazy fake... Like, you watch DJ or Kepka. They play these huge right. fate, obviously. Where it's like, oh, I was you, playing it over the water and it never came back. And Bryce would be like, "Why you once, playing we it over the water?" Like, uh, we were watching like Hilton Head or something. You're like, "God, it's got to be fun playing like Bubba." I mean, Bubba's the most I extreme. Think, yeah, he aims way to the right and then it comes way back. Yeah, but it works at that tournament. And I just <laughs> is, is it real? Is Bryson just going to show up and win? Because if he does, that'd be pretty incredible. Is he? Because then he would just be probably heavy favorites just in majors moving forward. So the prediction is, here. This, uh, this guy Kyle Porter went through. He goes, first hole, his second shot should be a 58 degree. Second hole, 575 yards. He'll hit an eight iron. 
Third shot, uh, 350, or third hole, 350 putter. Is he going to try and drive the green? Uh, 240, second shot will be on on the fourth five iron. Then a 47-degree wedge, second shot, a nine iron. Basically, his longest club will be a five iron on eight on a 570-yard hole. And then it's a lot what of does he, What does he have him on hole 12, the par, th- par five that... Hooked, or no, excuse me, thir- is it 13? Well, he's got him hitting 13. a pitching wedge on 12, which is a par 3. Yeah. Uh, well, what, 13 is the, is the par 5. He's got him hitting a 53 degree. He has driver wedge? He says he'll... he'll I mean, his stated goal is to hit through 13 into 14 and then cut the trees and then hit from, I guess, from the 14 fairway. Is that where the ball's coming from then? Well, you remember how it, it, it dog legs left, and there's that pine that Phil hit a historic shot from. Right. So he's just going to fly the pines and have a direct shot in with a wedge. That's what I'm saying. He's going to do things. It's going to be a huge story if he's doing these crazy things at the Masters, right? Well, no, no one, one's ever course done that. management. If he's flying the pine. Yeah, course management has meant like, oh, do I pull out my two iron here, or do I hit a? Do I do the uh, uh, the low stinger? It, course management has not meant, let me pull out the whole map of the course and just find the best place to hit a second shot from, even if that second shot is from the other fairway. <laughs> what does he have him doing at 15 where the, there's that little lake where Molinari fucked up on? Driver 9-iron? Yeah. Yep, 9-iron. He says this one will be guy, interesting most guys like, could get I, it Most up. guys hit like driver 4-iron. Yeah. If he's really hitting 8, 9, and wedges, and the guys are hitting 4, 5s, and, and woods... He has a huge advantage in this tournament. I, I just don't... We've seen him like at that memorial where he had the 12. If he does get squirrely off the tee, he would be fucked because he would be hitting it in trees and, and, and waters and right... Because he is going to take these lines that no one else is taking. That's right. So if he's on with the driver, he probably should be like a two-to-one favorite. If he's off, he, he might miss the cut. It's just... It, is that just Bryson DeChambeau? If he hits fairways, you're fucked? Fairways and or slash greens. Is he hitting greens with his driver? Um, so I don't know. I mean, is this guy just driving the ball in two years, 400 yards? Where does it stop? Don't you think eventually his body might go? Like, well, if he's swinging like he swung in that video the other day, yeah, but I think he was like putting on a performance for the members or whatever. It was, it looked like it was like a Puma shoot or something. Remember Tiger. Have you ever just seen clips of Tiger like over 20 years when he would go to those promotional things on Monday? It would just be like messing with the crowd, hitting like normal cuts and stuff. Yeah. Bryson's out there, one club, just like screaming with ACDC on in the back end. <laughs> I thought it was pretty great. Like it's so fantastic for the sport. I would, I mean, I've never seen a guy hit a ball live probably longer than like 330. I, I would pay to watch a guy hit at 400 that was like the best player in the world. Like that would be, right. that's got to be incredible to watch. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. How about being his caddy? Like, why are we carrying these other clubs, Bryson? Can we like, em- can we empty out half this bag? Yeah, I don't. So, yeah, that's, that's wild. How about you guy, Justin Turner? The Dodgers, John. Do you think he's going to get a year long suspension? No, who? No. The media, media wants him kicked out of the league guy. Kicked out of the league. So I don't. Well, you can go ahead and say what you. I, my take on this one's pretty simple, but I just don't know another human being that was in that situation. Especially when you, if you know anything about Justin Turner's plight, right? Had been kind of shitty, almost out of the league. Changed his stance with the guy to do the to do the leg kick to time it down. 
became this all-star has been before like Mookie and Bellinger, like for, for like three years ago, he wasn't either best player for like a two or three year period of time. And then these younger guys have developed into MVPs. He's probably like their fourth or fifth best player, but they're going to win the world series. They win the world series. He gets booted out of the game. I, I just don't he think gets I know removed from the game and nobody knows why he's not in the game. What was it? The seventh or the second? Do you know no, what I, inning? It was, was late. Yeah, it was late. Oh yeah. So it was, it was the like seventh, seventh inning. Okay. It was the seventh inning. I, I just don't think I know I wouldn't have, I would have gone back out there to take team picture or celebrate the, the league or excuse me, the owners, the manager and his teammates knew it. And they, it's not like they were forcing him away. Now, was there an uncomfortable person? Maybe, but I also think I've had this thought the whole time because most people in my life in their twenties and thirties, the, the information's in and definitely these players like baseball, th- these players did not care about Corona. The, the only thing they ever argued to get the season back going was about money. It was the only reason. Like, remember, like, Blake Snell, ironically, was one of the guys that was like, I ain't playing for anything less than a prorated, as he was, like, video gaming on Twitch. Remember Which is all I thought about when I watch him. Because he's got, you know, he's got, like, deep circles under his eyes. All I think about is, was he up playing video games till 4 a.m.? That's every time I watch him. Now, he was fantastic, so whatever he's doing works. I just just don't blame Justin Turner for going back out there. Um, And I, I, I do not think by any means, like... I'll be a little. The season ended. Like the bubble was to get the season in. Like it's over. Like, yeah. It, it's, look, they're not. I, he's not going to get. You think he gets suspended? No. I think baseball yeah. is going to want to do what kind of seems like baseball's wanted to do with major scandals and issues. Not that this is a major scandal. Is just move on. Right. Did Manfred remember what happened because he was intoxicated? Was, I I think it. I I think it was like an audio delay issue. Somebody else texted me. They're like, I think he had a stroke. Um, I understand why Justin Turner wanted to be out there. And I, my guess is part of it is like, I've been tested a million times. I'm in the bubble. He probably thinks it's like, I bet this is a false positive. I feel fine. We, I be, like, that's my guess is that's what was in his head. It was like, I, I don't even think it's real. Like I just tested negative. I was good enough to play in the game, but then it turns out it was inconclusive. So then I pop a positive. I, I've, I've been tested 70 straight days. I'm nothing. My whole team's thought, been good. And I don't know if there's been, it doesn't see, I don't know if we're going to find I think out. He, I think fact. he Instagram, like I feel fine. Like, I'm sure I don't, We're waiting for more tests. My take on it though, I understand. I, I, I think it's easy to say like, this guy's a piece of shit. And I understand it's pretty human. Like, I think I'm fine. My teammates think I'm fine. Like I'll be cool. So I get it. But my take is just, if you got COVID, you shouldn't be around other people, period. So if that's on somebody else to tell you not to be out there, if, like... Guy, they just won the world. I the context of it matters. Well, yeah, but then until you take a step back and go, what's the simplest thing? If you have COVID, should you be around other people? No. So that's... What do you want? Were they going to put him in a bus and send him uh, home? Yeah, I mean, go? or he stays at the hotel, whatever. I get, the, I get that it's a lot harder until, to me, I just kind of pull it all away and go, if you have COVID... You shouldn't be around other people. That's my take. But yeah. that's not, you know, I'm not getting any Twitter arguments with anybody over it. But that was my takeaway. Yeah. It's like, I get how it's, to me, it's an oversimplification to be like, look at this piece of shit. Like, uh, like whatever. But, well, I mean, well, our buddy me, Mayoko was like, suspend him for the year. I was like, I, Matt, holy I'm fuck. I'm not getting into all that. I'm not. My whole thing is just like, if you got COVID, you shouldn't be around people. That's all. Yeah, but again, you're acting like if I got it today or whatever, and like this is happening, boom, boom, it's in the seventh inning no, of the I game. Know. I'm just saying. And what's he supposed to be like? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go if quarantine you know right you now. The co- season's over. Well, I, again, guy, the season's over. I have no interest like, in arguing, like because I do think, and I don't mean with you. I just mean in general. But like, I think there's a there's a realistic 
element no of doubt. this that like it's but I just but I but I take a step back. I understand what that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not doing the whole like he's a piece of shit thing. I'm not doing that. I'm not with that because of because of the context. But if I just take if I just go, what's right and wrong if you have COVID? Should you be around people or not? And you know that you shouldn't. That's all. That's yeah. To me, to me, if it was like game four and he had come back out for the high fives or whatever, I'd be like, God, this is a pretty big risk. It's over. Like I, I just and this the world. Yeah, it's series. over. The season's over. But the people I think you're I think ninety nine percent of people and, go. I think most people go back, including every media might. member that wants. Yeah, they to might, but it. but again, I'm just thinking they would like if you have COVID knowingly, you shouldn't be around people. Yeah, and that's where it gets back to. I bet he doesn't think he has it. He might not. But I'm just. I know what yeah. the test said. I, I hadn't just, thought about that's that. That's what I know. It's like, you know, should you or shouldn't you? That's. I get the context, and the context is why I'm not doing the whole like just you know well, get rid of. I, him. I I did see like Trevor Bauer, who's got a fucking opinion on anything, on everything, was like everyone's blaming Turner. Isn't it on kind of baseball? Like what? what Absolutely. Their pro- but I so also. Like, but that's where yeah no for sure because they're like we tried to remove him he wouldn't. But this is where the union comes in is they probably can't they can't grab him by the back of the neck and no. walk him out right and it shouldn't come to that. Um, but I also think it kind of just shows, I, I don't, I do, I, I haven't, I do think there's, there's this sense from the players, like they played the season cause that's what they had to do. And so there's this kind of the union versus the league is like a real problem. And it's like, you guys are not, I will do whatever is contractually required of me and nothing more. You guys can't tell me what to do. I work for me. I work for my teammates. I work for the union. I don't work for you. Uh, and also, like you said, it's the World Series, and he probably doesn't think he has it. I, again, I get all that context, which is why I'm not trying there, to There is definitely to an animosity. I, I would say this. I think you see it sometimes briefly with football until they all get back together. And it's like, yeah, I just I like I, I like my co- I like my position coach, love my teammates. And you know it's like football, the animosity of like we're independent con- it, even though it's much more like independent contracts, you can get cut at any moment, you get injured. I think it's but harder baseball, for it to grow. I think in baseball it grows because the contracts are It's harder in football for it to grow because you get humbled quick, right? Yeah. You get knocked out in the game. But I just mean, and, the, and then the money's not there. So you just you can't yeah. let yourself think like that, right? I, I that's one element of football that basketball who currently immediately like you try to start us on Christmas, LeBron ain't showing up. And it's like, oh, you guys are already fucking it's October 29th, and you're already making these bull problems. But also, it's like, like, wait, does Danny Green speak for LeBron James? But I, can everyone just take a deep breath? And, and you're right, there's fine, players like, like it's going to get really ugly. I saw people tweeting like the owners lost a bunch of money that they're not going to do. They this don't want to play, year. but then they're going to find out how much money it's going to cost everybody. Yeah, it's going to get ugly. Like the one thing with football is like, guys, if we just play, the TV money pays for it all. We'll lose a little bit, but everyone still makes a shitload. We're all good. There, there's a lot more harmony. Maybe just because there's more money to be made. And I do think football benefits. The, the one thing if Corona, let's say worst case scenario, it goes well on to next year, no fans and shit. Football, is, as we've seen, can make so much money through TV, it doesn't matter. The other sports... And their stadiums are base, huge, so it's easier for them to get some percentage of people in, right? It, 100%. And baseball, we've seen the numbers, is very dependent on the traffic. Why? Because they have a ton of games. Clearly, the NBA makes a lot of, like, the, each team makes a lot of their own revenue yeah, that helps suite, pay the players. The suites, the eight, 41 home dates. is a lot of home dates. Football's not corona-proof, but in terms of the economics of it, of the three sports, if you play all three sports in corona, you know, context... 
It, you notice every like, game you know is on national TV. About money? Every game's on na- every game is a nationally televised game. Yeah, it helps. Football. Hell, I mean, it's just there's just an element of the sport that just keeps kind of breaking their way. Um, what else do I want to tell you? There was a couple other things. Oh, sh- you, the guy I golfed with Rick the other day, John, ended yeah. up ended up winning. That turned out I was golfing with the uh, club champ, senior division. So shout out to Rick. Congrats, good job. I, Rick. I would. Do you think you'll ever win a club championship? No, there's zero chance. Well, are ha- with handicaps. Uh, no, the top flight is that is you only get recognized to be like oh. the club champion in the in the league. They can't have some guy walk around with a 17 who got a stroke on every. But I'm hole. just saying, one day, you know, you, you you become the next Joe Buck. You start making enough money. You you got to get lessons from I don't your know. guy. What do you think? You tell me. Like I, I don't think I got it in me. I think there is. I just a think natural... I just think people dr- people dramatically can dramatically improve when you start you getting better equipment. When you start working, I feel yeah. like I mean, either I don't know. if you didn't play as a kid or you're not an elite athlete, it's hard to just. I think there's a ceiling on you as a golfer. Why well, I think your your game would be like uh would be like a Kisner Kucher type. Like you're just gonna have to hit a lot of fairways. Right, you're right. gonna have to be a great short game guy. Right. Have to put well, like which... it, Yeah, but if you can have a great short game and hit a lot of fairways, like if you can one day get to like hitting at two seventy, you know, and just hitting fairways and then your short game be great. But, like but I'm 30. John, I'm at my physical peak now. How am I going to start hitting it Yeah, further? but, you, but you're, you, the equipment you're playing with relative to what's My high bore XL Cleveland driver does have a little rattle in it. It's yeah, 10 you, years old. I mean, you've never got lessons. Like there's elements of just working on the game that just, you don't, when's the last time you practice? Like you don't practice. Like you can, no. you can improve. That's true. That's the one thing about a club, right? Is you, you can practice like chipping, sand game. Well, I, I listen to this Tony Romo interview. And they just ask him, like, what do you do? He's like, really? I just hang out with my family during football season. Obviously, spend a lot of time in football. And I practice. And they're like, how much time do you practice? He's like, you know, some days, like six to eight hours. <laughs> and, and it made me realize, you know what Tony was used to as a football player? A shitload of prep as the quarterback. And he had a good point. He's like, I don't want to just play. And I've been doing this all year. I didn't practice at all. I just played. I didn't get, I got worse. To get better in football, you practice a lot. And I think in his mind, I just practice. And so the guys that were interviewing them that are like former fringe PJ guys were like, you know that PJ, you probably practice more than ninety five percent of the PJ tour, right? It's just pretty they extreme. Just don't have but time. I think this in his foot in his football mind, like he just used to just you just practice a lot to get ready for games. That's how you improve. I, I'd say in anything, you just you work at it, you practice at it. But you do, it's hard to like. If you're not at a country club, you're not going to just go to like the local range. It's not that fun. It's like you're hitting on match. Like fuck this, I don't want to hit 200 balls this way. Uh, That's where you just got to yeah. keep trying to make money to get to a nice club where you can just go practice. Right, where you got like a real. I feel like I I yeah. probably lose two. Or Download three. the Drizzly app. Promo code M. Uh, Edelman out after knee procedure, so he's not getting traded for a fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Larusa 76 named the new manager of the White Sox. Not uh, that's not a gas station. That's Tony Larusa. Tony Larusa, known in the barrier, seventy six years old. Seventy six years old. Do you think that's insane? Yeah, I, didn't he manage the White Sox way back in the once day? Once upon a time, yeah. I thought they were. I thought they should hire like AJ Hinch or Alex Cora. I don't know what's up. Did Alex Cora get hired by the Red Sox yet? Well, guy, why wouldn't they hire Bruce Bochy? Yeah, or Bochy. I think they're. I kind of thought they Bochy would be. I thought Bochy would be great for them, but then I read somewhere that they wanted. I thought what they wanted was like Anna, like like a Cora or a Hinch guy, but then they hire Larusa. I thought the owner wanted like a legend. Well, clearly, he just hired 
Billy Donovan to coach the basketball team. I oh, yeah, this Billy feels Donovan's like a, this is Bulls. an owner hire is definitely what it feels like. Do you think it's going to work? They, they do have a lot of talent. Yeah, but I uh, I don't know. Maybe there's an element of just baseball's changed a little bit, but still, I mean, their their team's pretty good. That's pretty wild. Anyway, there's always there's always something going on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like we, you know, we, there's always stuff we see after the fact, but we can we can leave it there. Oh, we're gonna do a. We didn't talk about it, but we'll. If you want to check out the YouTube, we'll do a video about Justin Herbert this week because yeah. like, YouTube loves Justin Herbert. <laughs> Go check it out. <laughs> on that note, peace. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.